Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. You heard about people losing their jobs, being terminated because they didn't take the COVID vaccine when mandated to put that shot in their arm. And so they were terminated. How about an NBA official? I know you've seen this guy if you're an NBA fan. Kenny Maurer joins us next. It's time for the Michelle Tafoya podcast. So Kenny Maurer is a a very rare NBA official. He's worked 19 NBA finals games, over 2,000 regular season games. You've seen him on television. You'll recognize him immediately because he covered so many games. Well, I've gotten to know Kenny from my time in the NBA and since, and we happen to live in the same state. Did you know the NBA just terminated him because he wouldn't get the COVID vaccine? Players weren't mandated to get it, but the officials were. He asked for a religious exemption. He was denied that religious exemption. You're going to hear his story and about his lawsuit And that is all coming up from the very remarkable NBA official, Kenny Maurer. Uh, Meanwhile, are you one of the millions of Americans, I'm talking about men and women of any age who are dealing with premature hair loss or your hair is just thinning out and you're scared because you know it runs in the family and you might inherit that gene? Well, finally, there's a real solution that delivers on its promise without the harsh side effects, without the awful smell, and without unwanted chemicals. And it's brought to us by our friends that developed GenuCell Skincare. This is Provia. It uses safe, natural ingredients, and one in particular called Procapil, to effectively target the three main causes of premature hair thinning and loss. By supporting healthy scalp circulation, the delivery of nourishing nutrients, and healthy hair follicle anchoring to your scalp, Provia guarantees more hair on your head than in the drain or on your comb. Now, it is effective for men and women of any age. It's safe on colored hair, treated hair, styled hair. It's that easy. And right now, new customers save over 50% off Provia's introductory package at proviahair.com slash Michelle. It's P-R-O-V-I-A hair dot com slash Michelle. Every package includes a full 60 day supply of Provia serum for daily use plus Provia 30 super concentrate for faster, more noticeable results. Provia works. It's guaranteed or 100% of your money back. See results for yourself right now. Don't, don't wait. Why would you? Proviahair.com slash Michelle. Provia, P-R-O-V-I-A hair.com slash Michelle with one L proviahair.com slash m-i-c-h-e-l-e coming up next an nba official who has lost his livelihood lost his career because he wouldn't get vaccinated did you know that the players didn't have to get vaccinated but the officials did he asked for a religious exemption didn't matter his 36 plus year career was over and now he is suing the NBA, the National Basketball Association. It's a compelling story. He's got a compelling way of telling it. Kenny Maurer is next. 
So Ken Maurer, Kenny, which do you prefer? Oh, call me Kenny,、uh, Michelle. It sounds younger. <laughs> well, you look great.、Uh, you know, thirty-six years, over thirty-six years, you worked in the NBA, and then COVID hits, and there's a point where everyone in pro sports is either put in a bubble and or you had to get the vaccine. I certainly had to if I wanted to continue working,、um, but you didn't want to get the vaccine. Why? Well, it was an easy decision two years ago, Michelle. What people don't realize we're two, three years into something that started some time ago, and so people are looking at things differently now than they did back then, and that can be good or bad depending on you know what narrative you want to take. But I, it was easy for my wife and I, Michelle. I'm, I'm, I've been raised Catholic and Christian my whole life, and、um, you know, I, I knew there was a lot of testing that hadn't been done with this vaccine. I knew there was something fishy. I knew there was. It just wasn't right. They were forcing people to do something. I we had never seen this in our in our life. So I knew something was wrong medically, but I, I that wasn't my stance. My stance was I I don't believe in changing who we are as human beings. I I, I don't I'm, I'm pro life. I don't believe in in um in in abortion. I I've now found out just what they do. You know, harvesting these these you know these cells, these fetal cells that are actually alive when they cut into them and they. And they rip, you know, these cells open to to use them to to create a vaccine. And、um, I just wasn't for that. And my wife wasn't for that. We did a lot of searching, a lot of praying. And we sat down. And we said, you know what? There's decisions you have to make in your life. Look at the decision you made. How much I respect you. I mean, I mean, you, there's decisions that people people look for reasons not to make hard decisions.、Um, I've never done that. So I, the decision for me, Michelle, was not difficult. I, well, it was difficult, but I said we're not going to do this. And we've been proud. Every day that we didn't do this, and now two years later, when we see just what's going on with with the vaccine and how it was never properly tested and how it's, you know, the the, the deaths and the adverse effects it's caused,、um, I know I know the Lord. We, we made the right decision, Michelle. I don't regret it a minute. So you asked for the you asked the league for a religious exemption, correct? Yes. Well, they they offered us. If we chose to vote the contract down, they changed the last year of the contract. We had a seven-year deal. They this was the the league officials' contract. That, right? That's correct. Yes, very yes. Okay. So they they went in and changed the last year of the contract to say that if you don't take the vaccine, you won't be allowed to work. And so that's that's how it all got started. The players were never mandated to take the vaccine. So I don't know why we as a union just didn't say. You know, I'm sorry. We have another year yell after the contract. Let's wait to see how this all plays out. The players aren't taking it. We're not going to take it. So, but they give in to the, you know, to the NBA. They, our union is very weak. Our executive board is very weak, and they wanted to do whatever the the you know the league wanted. And、um, so then the league said, "Well, yeah, but if you don't want to take it, we're going to offer you a religious or medical exemption." And that's how that came about. They offered it to us, and then they declined every one of them. So they offered it to you. You applied for that exemption. Why was it declined? Well, I'll tell you something. We're going to find that out. And、um, they did an interview with a lawyer and a lady from HR. They did interviews with all of us. And I guess after a thirty-minute interview, Michelle, they they could determine. I don't think either of them are Catholic or Christian, but either either they both then could determine that I just evidently wasn't a very religious person. I mean, it's it's. I'm being sarcastic, but that's basically what took place. They did an interview and.、Um, They asked us questions, trying to you know cornhole us into making these you know how lawyers work, and、uh, you know I, I I'm proud of the interview. In fact, I recorded it, 
But uh, no, uh, they said something about um, two of the three had uh, uh, aborted fetal cells, one doesn't, but um, or no, two of the three don't have mRNA, but the J&J doesn't, ha doesn't have the mRNA. The other two do, therefore you should be taking the J&J. I mean, they look for whatever they could get to make me, they alluded to the fact completely that all three have aborted fetal cells in them. So um, that and the fact, I think medically they said something about I took ivermectin and therefore um, I must be okay with vaccines because I took ivermectin. Well, last I looked, ivermectin didn't have aborted fetal cells or mRNA. But so, you know, again, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't go down the road of saying, well, you know what, uh, we believe safety and health is more, is, is, is more important here because they never made the players. So they had to come up with something else. And um, uh, it just um, we, we can't wait to get in the courtroom and, and, and hear what they have to say. Yeah, so you have a lawsuit. So you were terminated. When did you find out you were terminated? Um, September of 2021, they suspended uh, us. There's three of us, uh, Mark Ayat, Jason Phillips, and myself all uh, went forth with the lawsuit, didn't take part in their arbitration process. One referee took, place, took part in their uh, arbitration process, Leroy Richardson, a good friend of mine. And he, um, you know, it was uh, one person from the NBA, one person from the union, and then their person they hired as the arbitrator. Well, guess how that went. So, um, you know, he lost two. So, to what happened to him? What was what? When, what was the difference between going through arbitration or not? So, what what was the end result for him going through arbitration? Well, the difference was is that you know there was a three person board that was agreed upon by the union. I don't. We didn't agree to it, but they did. Um, the three person board. One was a person from the NBA lawyer. One was a person from the uh, referees union, and then the third one was an arbitrator. A, I believe a woman from I can't remember, out east who believed five-year-olds should get the vaccine. So I, you know, needless to say, his arbitration was denied. So, um, and, and Leroy is a very religious man. I mean, he had his bishop. He had quotes from his bishop, and he had pastors, and he had people testifying. And, and now they've come out and said they never quite said that any of us really didn't have sincere religious beliefs. They just, um, well, we really don't know the reason. We really don't know the reason now. So they, they suspended you. Um, did you believe that at some point you would be able to return to officiating NBA games? I think, I think some of the guys did. I, I don't know that I ever did. They suspended us for a year and then they officially terminated us, uh, October 1st of just this past, uh, uh, 2022. So they gave us a year to reconsider as I guess you could call it. And, um, I never was going to reconsider. So, um, I always felt that after, you know, they came out and all these, you know, mandates were shutting down and all these, there's different changes in opinion about the vaccine. I always thought that the NBA would, you know, reconsider and say, well, wait a minute here, you know, maybe we made a rash decision like some of the courts are doing now and some of the other employ employers and around the world. Uh, but they never did. They held true to their whatever. Uh, I don't know. The new seven-year contract, there's no mandates for anybody, for players, coaches, referees, no mandates for anybody. However, I found out they made the referees, the young referees who are looking for a job, they made all of them be vaccinated and boosted before they were allowed to come to summer camp this year, which doesn't make any sense to me if there's no Even mandates. Even though there are no mandates exactly. for, for working officials to be vaccinated. That is, okay. that is bizarre and really inconsistent. Um, Crazy. Uh, now, you, you mentioned the players weren't mandated. Uh, but they paid a heavy price if they didn't do it. Kyrie Irving was the kind of the prime example of that. Right. So explain that to people, because I, I remember you were all in the bubble down in Orlando 
at, at Disney and playing all the games in the bubble. The announcers were in the bubble. Nobody left the bubble. But so could you get in the bubble if you weren't vaccinated? No. Very, okay. No, I, I went, I knew what was going to happen in the bubble. I, I had never missed a game in 36 years. And so I, I had had a, some torn labrums and stuff like that in my hip. So I had put off surgery all summer long because remember, remember they cut our season short in, in March of 2000. Yeah. Okay. And so we kept waiting. When is the regular season going to finish? What are we going to do here? So I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally I just couldn't wait. So I went and had surgery in August and that's on or about when they went in the bubble. So I could kind of see, you know, all of the, you know, the Black Lives Matter signs and all of the social justice and all of the marching and all of the, it was just a political thing. And I, I, I look back now and there's many reasons I wish I was there. And there's certainly other reasons I'm glad I wasn't there. But um, yeah, they did all that and they continued testing. You, you, but Kyrie, let's That's get right, back to Kyrie. That's right, because this was pre, this was going into the bubble was before the vaccine actually got okayed, which was, I think, in November. That's correct. Uh, it, it, November immediately after the election. Uh, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we, that's we'll another story. That. So Kyrie didn't want to get vaccinated after that. He the, the the rules were were really odd. You know, when he could like unvaccinated players could come into New York as visitors and play, but the home team, if you weren't vaccinated, you couldn't play in New York. It was very strange. Um, what is your overall take on on the consistency or lack thereof with it was all like state rules right there exactly there, there's never been any consistency with any of it players don't have to be mandated referees do fans have to show a card i mean a lot of people could go you know get a fake card and show the card yeah. when they walked in madison square garden so yep. many inconsistencies everywhere but as far as there were a lot of play i'm, I'm not going to say a lot because they're they'll hold me to everything that i say there was Many players that we don't know about that never took the vaccine. They either got the fake card or, but as far as Kyrie was concerned, Kyrie, the NBA never prevented Kyrie from playing. The state prevented Kyrie Irving yeah. from playing. Just yeah. like Wiggins, they, they, you know, in Golden State, they prevented him from playing. Just like Toronto, they prevented people from playing. It wasn't, you know, the NBA is going to come out. Well, we never, we never, because there was no mandate for the players. I don't think, right. I don't, I don't think Kyrie missed a paycheck and he shouldn't have missed a paycheck because he, he he was contracted to play basketball, and it wasn't it wasn't his doing that they were preventing him from doing it, or that he was being prevented from doing it. So um, it wasn't the NBA that prevented it; it was the states, and it was all crazy back at that time. And it was um, it was just everything well, was inconsistent. It, everything, it, according to ESPN, they said Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving says he turned down a four year extension prior to the twenty twenty one twenty two season because of his decision not to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Quote, I gave up four years, a hundred and something million deciding to be unvaccinated. And that was the decision. He said during a, a Nets media day, this was, this was last September in 2022. Uh, get this contract, get vaccinated or be unvaccinated. And there's a level of uncertainty of your future, whether you're going to be in the league, whether you're going to be on this team. So I had to deal with that real life circumstance of losing my job for this decision. So he remained unvaccinated, forced to miss home games in Brooklyn until late March because of a New York City vaccination mandate. So it was the go. city. And I remember, you know, covering the NFL in that COVID season, when we played, when we covered the 49ers at their stadium in Santa Clara, there were no fans, but we still had to wear masks in the stands <laughs> where there were no fans. 
Al and Chris had to wear masks in the booth because we were in a stadium in a particular locale or locality that had this rule that masks were mandated. So I was not, I didn't have, I had a producer near me, I had a camera guy, and I'm on the air in a mask in an empty stadium. I mean, these, these, these rules were, we, we knew they were crazy at the time and we all went along with them just to kind of help keep life moving. But I admire that you stuck to your, to your beliefs. Um, so now you are, you've made it pretty public. You are suing the NBA. W- what is the, what is the crux of your lawsuit against the league? I, I sued them. First of all, we went to the EOC and the EOC is, you know, very pro employee and in the state of New York. And they sat on it, Michelle, for what does EOC over, stand for? Forgive equal, my equal employment, uh, oppor- uh, uh, opportunity commission or equal employment, um, yeah, occupation com- committee or equal, equal employer. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, you know, in the state okay. of New York, you know, they're called and the so EOC. All right. EEOC. And E-E-O-C, so we, okay. we went through them first to avoid having to go through the federal courts. Well, they, they sat on them for all these COVID, all these lawyers were coming back, talking to each other, realizing that no lawsuit was moving forward. They like pushed them under the rug. Cause I, between you and me, I, I don't think they wanted to deal with them. So anyway, then we got a writ to sue, a right to sue in October or November of 2022. So we, they easily, they couldn't wait to sign off on us. So now we left the EOC and we went to the, and we sued, we're now suing them as of November of 22 in, in the federal courts. And it's, um, it's been, it's just been, it's, it's been unbelievable. You can imagine, you know, dealing with the NBA and their lawyers and, and, um, you know, while I'm not allowed to talk about the case per se, and I, it, it, it isn't even important to do that, but, you know, just things have been, you know, how many motions and, and motions for this and motions for that and denying this and denying that and trying to delay. And it was just, it's just been a, it's been, uh, it's been I'm difficult. Sure it's it's, been it's difficult. like a, it's like a game. So just to clarify the equal employment opportunity commission, there so you they, you thought that they were going to represent you in a lawsuit. They did not. Is that what you're saying? That's they didn't correct. Push anything forward. So you had to take it to the federal courts. Is it That's just correct. the three of you uh, officials? There were five that initially, well, there was 11, there's 17 referees that voted the contract down. And then there was 11 of us that wanted to move forward. Then it was nine. Then it went to five. And now there's just three. One of the, one of the referees was a, minor league referee who they basically took his career away from him. It's a shame. A guy by the name of David Walker, a wonderful Christian guy, great family, good man. Just talked to him the other night on the phone and he wanted to be an NBA referee. You know, he worked so hard and basically he would not, due to his Christian beliefs, would not take it. So they bought him off. And then um, Leroy They Richardson, bought him off. What do you mean they bought him off? Well, they settled with him for, a, you know, they ah. paid him some money, whatever, to um to basically kind of go away. To go away. So yeah. do you think that's why there's been attrition uh, in this number of you that are going forward with this lawsuit? Are, are, are some of you being, some of this group being bought off, settled? No, uh, uh, he was offered because he was not technically a minor league employee. I mean, okay. uh, he was not a, an NBA employee, he was not right. under our contract. So they just basically, you know, I don't, whatever they paid him, I'm not even sure, but they bought him off. Leroy went to the arbitration. I told you earlier, he lost. Okay. So now there's only three of us and no, we're not going to, um, we're, we talk all the time and it's, it's tough for us, you know, emotionally. And, you know, everybody's got wives and families and stuff like that. It's difficult, but no, our, my, uh, you know, Mark Iatt and Jason Phillips, they're, they're standing true and they just, they're not, then they're never going to take the vaccine and it was discrimination and they shouldn't have been allowed. And now we're finding out 
We don't know this yet because it's not, it's kind of back and forth, but we think there may have been employees within the NBA office that were granted religious exemptions. We don't know that yet, but I mean, um, we always thought that we've always heard that as referees, but no one's ever come forward. They were, they were granted religious exemptions to stay at home and work or do whatever they did, but we as referees were not. So um, there's discrimination and there's, there's just, there's so many different angles every which way you turn that it's, I don't think it was handled very well at the beginning, and I don't know that they know how to get out of it. Well, that's that's the thing, right? It, no one can ever admit to making a mistake about some of these things or saying, you know what, in hindsight, we could have handled this better. Here we go. So are you telling me your career as an NBA official is over? Um, well, I, I always answer that question by I don't think they want Kenny Maurer back, mainly because of what I'm doing now and because I've stood up and I've said this is wrong. You're not right. Someone has to stand up against you. So, I mean, it'll all depend on what the judge wants to do. Um, the judge can reinstate me, and then everyone has the decision to make when I win. We're going to win. I'm going to win. And um, I just don't know why. You know, they, you know, initially we came forward with a mediation, you know, back way, way back several months ago. They never even made an offer. So, I mean, there's just, you know, they're, they just, that's their, that's their MO. They always play hardball. I knew that going into this. I understand that. But, um, no, I'm not. I'm not going to back down, and I'm going to. I'll take it all the way into the courtroom. I think the people have to hear what's going on, and someone has to take it, you know, and 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 expose just what's going on in pro sports. Listen, that's why I'm having you on the podcast because I I, I just think there were so many levels of well, there there were inequalities in the way all the rules were applied, right? Absolutely. And, and, and Absolutely. in this country, all men and women are created equal, and you cannot have rules for me and not for thee or vice versa. Uh, so it, this is, this is, this is why I wanted to talk about your case. Now, um, look, you've had, you're one of only seven referees to work over 2000 regular season NBA games. You've officiated over 200 NBA playoff games, 19 NBA finals games so far. We hope to see you back, but this is, this is worth exploring. And I don't think just letting it go is the right thing. So I'm really impressed that you're willing to do this. What is this um, costing you professionally, financially, mentally, psychologically, where are you hurting the most? Well, you know, and I'm, I'm, I've known you for a long time. We've had great discussions. Um, you've been very honest with me. I've been very honest with you. I, I don't have anything to hide. I'm not hiding anything. I, um, it's been very difficult for my wife. You know, I adore my wife. I'm, 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 I'm in love with my wife and she's a very Christian woman and she's, you know, we've gone to counseling or therapy, you know, and stuff like that, just to get it out and be able to talk about, it. I, I get to talk to you. I get to talk to other people. I'm, I'm taking part in the Global Health Summit coming up in Alexandria this weekend. Oh. I get to I get to talk to people, and I've met so so many wonderful people that are fighting this battle with us. And I, it's been wonderful. I've lost. Well, I, I don't know if they were friends. I I, I guess I thought they were mm -hmm. friends. They're not friends because everybody was trying to be divided. It isn't about whether you took the vaccine, Michelle, or didn't take the vaccine, or whether you like Trump or you were like Biden. Or, who really gives a hoot and heck about that? It's about our God-given freedoms. It's about yeah. our religious yeah. and medical freedoms that we're giving up, and people are giving these up, and they're just walking away. And 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 pro sports people, you know, back when going when they want to really influence people, a lot of times they go to entertainment. So they go to Hollywood and they go to pro sports to try to influence people. And the NBA and the NFL, they were the first one to jump into this. And it's, 
it's wrong. So two and a half years, they've taken two and a half years of my life away from me. And, and they don't care unless you're going through this. People don't really don't really care except the ones that have suffered and the ones that do care, you know, that, that are not afraid to report it like you are. This is this is good. But it's been very difficult, you know, emotionally. It's been very difficult financially. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going through my, I've gone through my 401k. I'm, I have, I'm borrowing money from friends and paying huge amounts of interest uh, that, that I'm not ashamed to say. Sometimes my, my, my attorney's bills one month were 44000 for one month. I'm not, a, you know, people think I'm wealthy. I don't make, you know, Michael, Michael Jordan money. People think we do. We don't. So, I mean, you know, I've been, I've been, it's very difficult financially, emotionally. And then about 60 to 90 days after they terminated me, I applied for my pension and they denied that. They, they're freezing. How how can they do that? Well, we, that's the second lawsuit. We've got two lawsuits and, (sighs) and that's, we filed summary judgments and I'm allowed to talk about that. I can talk about that. My lawyer said, no, you talk, you go to Michelle, you say, it's just, they're saying that. I may be reinstated. Oh, and, so they're not going to give you your pension until this other one is adjudicated? Is that the thing? But th- there's nothing in the agreement, and there's nothing that says that I can't be given. It, what they're saying, Michelle, is if you re- if you retire or you're terminated, I, as an employer, don't have to give you your job back, don't have to give you your pension, because you may go back to work for them. That's, that's ridiculous. So and, when, and, and, when and do I, you get that pension? I don't know. And I would tell them, I would tell them, all right, give me my pension. If the judge reinstates me, I don't want another pension. I'll waive that. But yeah, they never okay. even they never even offered that. So it's it's you know, and that's you know, that's something I worked, you know, I was in the minors six forty two years for. So um it's just and I and I believe I'm not afraid to I believe they're doing this just to, to try to bankroll me and bankrupt me and because they don't want me to have the money to to fight them. I believe that to no fight one's gonna, them. no one's gonna change my mind. That's my opinion. I'm allowed it. So it's been really a, you know, we thought, okay, we'll get through with the 401k and then we'll have the pension money. We'll be able to fight this. This was all part of the, the plan. And, um, they, they're, they're holding it and, um, illegally we believe, and, um, it's, and it's in front of a judge right now and it can be ruled on any day, any day. Okay. Um, I'm going to want to hear from you, you but I in will... the meantime, in the meantime, I, let's, let's give a boost to, you've got a GoFundMe page because you do want to fight this. And, yes. and I, you know, look, I don't normally promote this kind of stuff, but in this case, you're, it's requiring a lot of courage from you, a, an abundance of time. Um, I, I would imagine before we get the GoFundMe page, I, I got to ask you this. My mind's all over the place. Please. How much support do, have you felt, for instance, from players? Did any players signal to you in any way that they were on your side? There was a few that tried to get to me through security reps and different, um, you know, other, I don't think, you know, Blake Griffin, Kyrie tried to, um, a couple other people. I don't think, first of all, a lot of them didn't even know that I was gone. You know, you, you, you referee, you know, all over the place and sometimes. Right. So they don't know. For, yeah. Yeah. They don't, you don't get to a city for half the year. And then, but then some guys would say, well, where's Kenny? What's going on? Um, no. And, but what's more depressing is not one person from the NBA, not one person from the executive board. Nobody reaches out. I'm like um, a bad guy because I'm standing up and fighting. And yet they all know that this, you know, never did anybody any good, you know, almost 80, you know, like 60 or 50 or 60 referees got COVID after being vaccinated and boosted. They all know, you know, but, but they, they don't want to say anything because they're afraid that they'll lose their job or their, and um, yeah, it's just, that's what's a little bit, been a little bit disheartening, but that's okay. It's, we're talking about, 
how many friends did you lose? I mean, you yeah. thought were your friends, but they really yeah. weren't your friends. Yeah. And um, that's it's it's all been really good that way that I'm 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 in a better place with relationship wise than I ever was. Well, I I just support what you're doing so much because it does take like I always talk about this coalition of courage that I I'm hoping is constantly adding members every day whether they're you know well-known NBA referees or not. I don't care who you are. It takes courage to stand up for the the liberties that are being taken away from us. And people don't really see that for what it is. Oh, what the heck? No. Get the vaccine so you can keep working. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you. Well, you know, some people have been hurt. And I think where I really changed my mind, Kenny, was here in Minnesota, where you and I both reside. I met with a group of women who had vaccine injuries. Oh, yeah. Went from really productive, meaningful careers to shells of themselves. And I it was and I met with them in a home. Uh, Somebody volunteered to have this gathering. I went and I just couldn't believe my eyes and I couldn't believe the stories. And I thought they were compelled. You're not supposed to be compelled in America to do anything but obey the law. And there was no law about a COVID vaccine, nor there. we should pray to God there never is a law about any kind of shot or pill or thing that you should have to do to your body. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, um, I'm sure that you get a little pushback on the on the abortion thing, because some women then feel compelled to carry a child to term that they wouldn't otherwise want to carry if they're not given their right to choice. I'll give you the last word on that topic because, you know, that's certainly there are a lot of women who believe, yeah, don't stay out of that choice of mind, too. Well, and and I understand. I I don't believe necessarily that the vaccine and and your right um, pro-life, pro-choice is 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 in the same ballpark. I really don't. That's an an injection in your arm is one thing. Um, I think you have to make a decision as to whether or not when you think the fetus is actually a human being or not. And are you, in fact, taking a life? you know, putting a shot in your arm, you may be adversely affected. You may not. You may lose your life. You may not suffer whatever. That's one thing that I don't think that that's and the percentage of women. Hey, some man that 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 violated a woman and the woman got 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 pregnant. Oh, my gosh. I think that's so horrible. I think that guy's you know what should be cut off. And <laughs> um, and, and, and 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 I and I and I pray for that. I would pray for that woman every day. But that's that's a very minute um portion of the women. Yes, I do believe women should have their, I, when it comes, the Bible says, you know, if, if you are in a boat and, and, and a, 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 the wife and a, and, and a child fall over and they're both going to drown, who do you save? You save the wife, you save the mother because the mother can have children. That's what the Bible, you know, that's, the, that's right from the Bible. So I just don't, you know, if, if it went into child labor and it was a choice between the mother and the, and, and, and the child, oh no, it's, it's the mother. I'm sorry if the child is lost, but to just take it, I mean, there's one. If, if you look, uh, the, my answer will be this: When in in vaccines to effectively harvest the cell hard cells from the fetus, it has to be kept alive during the extraction process, meaning they have to cut open the chest to access the heart without anesthesia, extract the cells while it's still beating, and then euthanize the fetus before or after extracting the rest of the tissue and organs for sale to pharmaceutical and biomedical companies. They do the same with garnering the highly sought-after fresh cells from the brain, but instead they cut open the face with the fetus when the fetus is still alive. 
And now, what's your, now, just give, oh, share with our listeners what your source is on that, Kenny. This is Dr. Teresa Deischer. Look her up. D-E-I-S-H-E-R. She's phenomenal. The research she's done on explaining how abortive fetal cells are used in vaccine and drug development. Unbelievable. Read her. I mean, read it. I'm still dumbfounded. She says that this is allowed and acceptable in any single capacity, and I honestly wish I could forget it. Anytime I think of vaccines, I'm reminded of the disclosure and feel disgusted. Well, see, that's where I go with the vaccine. I think it's different than abortion, and, and, and abortion is a you know is is a, is a very de- delicate topic. I understand. I support women immensely, but I just I don't think I don't think the taking a vaccine and aborting a child are in the same. Um, in the same discussion. same category. Okay, fair enough. I, I respect your opinion. And, you know, we did have a, a lawyer on uh, several months ago, Aaron Siri, who talked about. Oh, uh, wonderful y- guy. Y- yeah, oh. about the embryos being used for for medication. So it is, it, this is, a. we've got a lot of morality searching to do. Yes, we've got a yes. lot of um, ethical thinking to do. And it's, uh it's a, a a huge mosaic of facts that that a lot of people aren't even aware of. So I, I appreciate you coming on. Now uh, I, I want people to be able to help you if they believe in your in your lawsuit, and I certainly do. So what is the GoFundMe page, Kenny? Well, uh, first of all, I know you don't. I'm not. I didn't come on here for you to endorse this. I I, I know I, that. I, I understand that, and I think and I respect you and all my other wonderful people that I become friends with in your world. I I, I understand that, but. What I did was I met with uh, Scott Jensen and I met with him um, and he and I had become friends. In fact, we're going to do an event for a No Mask Minnesota event in, in um, uh, what do you call it, in um, Moundsview in October. I'm, I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to it. But anyway, so he asked me when we had lunch together, he said, Ken, have you ever, I, I wouldn't go GoFundMe because I, I don't believe in GoFundMe. I don't like the way they treated the the um the truckers and i i you know how they went in and they canceled so i'm sorry i oh, i yeah. i'm not i don't want anything to do with gofundme and i'm not <laughs> afraid to say it uh but he said well there's kind of a religious based organization it's it's they're very you know uh, somewhat christian based that it's called gifts and go gifts and, and go says, yeah gifts i am so, so so this is on me that i that i no, just rattled okay. off the other no. one and i'm not even going to say the name again because i was so against what they did to the truckers yes. in canada i was yes. disgusting was, so give send go yes. is what, the platform yeah what you, you go to give send go slash kenny mauer um there's a video and there's a description of what i am but what i did what i agreed to do michelle is is that i didn't want to do it because you know, hey, if I lose this case, you know, I'm not going to lose this case. But if I did, if I had to sell my home, sell my car, if I had to, you know, move to, that's okay. My wife and I are, it's, it's all right that we've chosen this. And, and, but, but I, but I said, I don't want to take anybody's money. And, and, and Scott, so I agreed to do this. I agreed, okay, all the money that, that is put into this give, send, go, whatever. And I will, and it, it, all the, all the donations are right there for everybody to see. And then at the end, I will show people exactly where I use the money. It's going to be for attorney's fees. 90% of it's going to be for attorney's fees and expenses to just live while I'm, when I win this case and I get it back, any money's used from this gift send go account, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm not going to keep it, Michelle. I'm going to, who needs it? Give me somebody that needs it. Who needs it? Mm-hmm. Mass mandate, no mass Minnesota. They need it. Um, Dr. Joe Walscott's clinic down in Texas that's uh, suffering, uh, that's, that's, that's uh, what do you call it, treating adversely affected people from the vaccine. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to other women. There's a couple of friends of mine that are fighting ESPN and Disney. I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to give it to people in the movement that, that are pushing, trying to, trying to educate people to try not to make the same mistakes twice 
So I'm not going to keep the money. And that's very, that's the only way I I'm adamant about this. The only way I agreed to do it. And um, so I'm so this is a, this is this is a little bridge to get you through, and then you'll pay it forward when you do get through. And I, I will, I, and I will, and I will show you every person that I sent it to when I do. Kenny Maurer. So give, send, go is the platform. K e n n y m a u e r. Right. You got it. You got it. Did You're I right. Do that right. Yeah. Yes, you did. Uh, good. Okay. And you, just, you know, help out if you can. A couple bucks. Every little bit adds up. These small donations add up, folks. And again, he, he will pay it forward in the end. And I I believe you will win this. I do. I'm, so I'm going to win this. I, I, I Listen, I, I spent some great years in the NBA. I had a lot of fun. But right now, I have to look back and say, you know what? Their attachment to China um, what they did to Daryl Morey, what they've done to you and other officials, the, the inconsistencies with which rules are applied and the strange bedfellows that they've made in China. I, I just, it's, I it's, it's tough. Uh, it's no, tough. It, it wasn't always this way, Kenny, was it? It wasn't no. always this way, my, but the my, money is, is just too huge. In my interview, it's about a minute and a half long. I, I think I sent it to you. I'd like you to, I say, this isn't the NBA that I, that I grew up in and it's just not the same and, and people know it. And uh, we're all supposed to be a big family. We're all supposed to be social justice. We're all supposed to be, you know, equality. And we're also, well, I don't, I don't find that to be the case. And um, it's never been more prevalent than now. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. Um, Kenny, all the best to you. Give, send, go. Kenny Maurer, check it out, you know, help if you can, if you believe in I standing up, believe in courage. And I certainly do. So as I always say at the end of my show, and I'll say it to end this one as well, be brave like Ken Maurer and do good. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate you.